cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. We are back after a little two-week break that we gave you to fully digest everything that Fernando Fiore had to say. We're back. We're better than ever. Well, I don't know about that. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with the negativity is my co-host, Brian Fleischer. What's hey, up, Brian? S- hey, Scott. How are you feeling? You, not too well. Not too well. That's that's That was my leading question. You're supposed to ask why, Brian. Why, Brian? So my son plays U9 soccer, right? Yeah. Last two years, now he's still at an age where the league provides uniforms. Okay. And, and credit to the league, they provide uniforms of... They're not exact replicas, but they're pretty darn close to real teams. Um, a few years ago, he was Brazil, had a nice neon yellow jersey. Okay. Last two years, he's been Chelsea. I, oh. And I had no influence on this. It just happened that the league gave his team Chelsea. His team name is really the Cobras. So last night, getting ready for the fall season, we get the new jerseys. They are green, Mexico, L tree oh, no. jerseys. So it's very... He should have Distraught. walked out in protest. That's what I told the coaches. Now, his coaches are two Mexican-Americans, so they are thrilled with the change. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you got to I said this is a major step down from Chelsea, but we're going to make it work. He's yeah. number six. Who's who's number six on L3? I don't know. I'm just going to say why. Miguel Layun. There we go. <laughs> That's a good guess. You might be right. You say uh, on L3 or yeah. on Chelsea? No, on L3. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say Miguel Layun. <laughs> I'm going to look this up right We're now. We're going to look it up live. If I'm right, you owe me uh, something from our non-existent <laughs> sa- snack machine that just got taken from us. Oh, my gosh. I was almost right. He's number seven. Oh. Dang. We'll, we'll, fig- we'll have to figure out who number six is. But, yeah, anyway. so he was, uh, was Chelsea and now he's Mexico. But other than that. Yeah, well, you actually, you know, we do uh, extensive show meetings Yes, to prepare yes, for this, yeah. and he saved that. He did not did. tell me this. Before. I said, "You know what? This will be good. That was good. banter good at the bants. start of the pod. We've got a lot of bants for today. We've yeah. got a really good discussion planned for you uh, due to the retirement of Clint Dempsey, U.S. M.N.T. Great Clint Dempsey. We're going to talk about later in the show. Is he the greatest of all time? We won't reveal our positions. Uh, well, well yet. you need to. You need to. Is he the greatest? US United player. States men's national team. <laughs> was that understood? Was that not? Okay. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a pretty short show if we were debating if he's better than <laughs> Messi or Ronaldo. Or Pele but is or... he the greatest American-born soccer player of all time? Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. But there's a lot to get to, including um, the biggest news of the day, Brian. Uh, and I think that you know exactly where I'm going. I do. Uh, Arsenal coach Unai Emery banned sugary uh, fruit drinks from <laughs> the Arsenal uh, canteen. I, I saw this headline, and I like that they have canteens. I like that it's called the canteen. No, yeah, I saw that. Yes, That's a good move. Just water. No, that is not the biggest story, of course, but that is interesting. No fruit drinks. No, the biggest story is the Champions League draw, which, uh, well, you know, the 
thing that drew my eye and I think everyone else's eye was the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to mm-hmm. Manchester United. Uh, the the pie in the sky view of a lot of Manchester United fans going into this transfer window was that Ronaldo would be returning to them on their team. Nothing has seemed to work out for them in the last couple months. Nope. Everything's going down the drain, it seems, and now Ronaldo is returning in the Champions League for another team, and it. Uh, I don't think they're very happy about this. So, I, I I I would suspect not. Yeah. As you said, Mourinho is 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 in third season form, still taking shots at Pogba. Team's not playing very well, despite what Mourinho says. Um, yeah, it might help to have one of the best players in the world. It might be a good thing. So that group, you know, it, it, you have to feel really bad. I always feel very bad for the fourth team in all these groups, the team that in in a group that might be described as a group of death, you always feel bad for the team that every, the other three teams are going to try to get their goal differential against. But I like this fourth team's name. Yes. Yeah, so in, this is group H. It's Juventus, Manchester United, Valencia, who's not a bad team. Uh-huh, not at all. And then you get, Young boys. Where are young boys from? I believe they're Swiss. Okay. Um, and I think there's even a team called like Young Boys or something in South America as well. Is it South America? Isn't there? I think there's an African team too that's yeah. Young Boys. Yeah. So anyway, some, right. for some reason that's that's not an uncommon name. But anyway, this Young Boys I believe is Swiss, and they will be getting dominated because these other three teams will all have visions of, of getting through the group and they'll all be thinking well it might come down to goal differential so we better beat young boys 6-0 you think Mourinho's looking forward to a trip to young boys oh my god <laughs> gosh you know it is going to be really annoying though when when Mourinho lines up like he did this you know the the game uh, Monday I believe yes against Spurs Tottenham? Yeah, yeah Spurs they lost 3-0 but did you see how he lined up that game uh-uh they had Lukaku up at striker, and then it was Pogba, uh, and then behind Pogba was uh, Matic, who's a defensive midfielder, Fred, who's a defensive midfielder, and then um, uh, who's the other defensive midfielder? That they line up with three defensive midfielders, uh, and no wonder they scored zero goals. Well, Lukaku had a chance. Yeah, he blew it away. But, but yeah. that chance, that assist, was provided by a defender on Tottenham. There was nobody to provide <laughs> service to your six foot four striker. So, yeah, things are not going well for Mourinho. We'll get into that when we look at the Premier League table in a second. The other intriguing groups, the uh, Liverpool group. This is not intriguing. This is only intriguing because you're a Liverpool. You fan. you've got to get over that. <laughs> it's, it's PSG, Napoli, and Liverpool in the same group. That's a really intriguing group. Napoli, I think, finished second in Serie A last year. It's it's a tough group. That's it's, a very tough group. Not as tough as Group B, though. Group B is... How is that a tough group? <laughs> Come on. PSV and Inter <laughs> along and Tottenham. with Tottenham and Barcelona? Tottenham's, who's, uh, Tottenham's better than Liverpool. Okay, but Tottenham and Barcelona get out of that group easily. How okay. is that group more intriguing than PSG, Napoli, and Liverpool? Those are three teams that could easily get out of their group. Well, slow down on... Liverpool. See, you always accuse me of being biased because I bring up Liverpool, one of the best teams in Europe who made the Champions League final. Am I too anti-Liverpool? Yeah, they made the Champions League final last year. You have to bring them up when talking about the Champions League. Move along. Let's move along. Move along. (laughs) I'm making good points. And Uh, I've got nothing else. Yeah, the worst group by far is Group D. This is an like. I don't know that I could name a player on any of these four teams. Uh, 
this is you have some you have some U.S. connection here on Schalke, the great oh, Weston right. McKinney. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about yeah. it the other day. Weston so, McKinney is on Schalke. Group so. D is Locomotive Moscow, Porto, Schalke, and Galatasaray. I mean, just I just want to see Weston McKinney and yeah. uh, the guy. I don't remember his name. It's gonna, but he also signed with them, I believe, um, from Cosmos. He was a not Cosmos, New York Cosmos. Yes, like oh, really, yeah. I forget who he was. He was a big young talent who left Cosmos at seventeen or eighteen and signed with them. I believe I could be just making all this up. I'm gonna have to look it up after the show. We'll tweet On it out. Shalka? Uh huh. Hmm. I, don't I don't think know. he's playing with the first team, but he oh, okay. he signed with them with Weston McKinney, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure I know Porto's got some talented players, but that's a very low level group. Uh, Manchester City gets the uh, an extremely easy draw again, almost identical to last season's where they had a very easy draw. They get Shakhtar, Lyon, and Hoffenheim. Hey, speaking of Manchester City, do you want to make your recommendation that you made to me? Because I heard someone else make that recommendation, so maybe I'm in. The Dark, I'm yes. the only one, but Bob yeah, Sturm, you, local radio personality, Sturm is also a yeah. big fan. And he's a big Liverpool fan, and he also okay, suggests Okay, come on, it. stop. Um, yes, the Amazon series, All or Nothing, if mm-hmm. you have not seen that yet on um, Manchester City, it's a behind-the-scenes look at Manchester City. They uh, Amazon has done this with the Dallas Cowboys. They've done it with the San Francisco 49ers, I think Michigan Wolverines. And this is the first one with soccer. It, they go way behind the scenes. You get to watch film with the team, um, really get to know the inner workings of a soccer team. It's really, really fascinating. Uh, you get a good look at what makes Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola such a fascinating character. Mm-hmm. He's so high energy. I don't understand a word he says. I don't know how anybody does. I don't know how John Stones is like <laughs> sitting in there going, oh, I know what he's telling me. Like, uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. But he's really, he gets in there in the training with the guys. Like he's in great shape. Like he's, yeah. It's really, really fascinating. Um, especially when you watch them lose three times to Liverpool oh. in one season. Um, that's, those are the, I really, I'm gonna be honest, I only watch those episodes, but the rest of the time is really How many episodes is it? I think it's like eight episodes. I'm gonna have to watch um, this. But yeah, it's really cool. Um, I would love to watch one with Manchester United to watch how Jose Mourinho, Jose mm-hmm. Mourinho speaks to his team versus how Pep does because Pep is so encouraging and then to watch um Jose like be super discouraging to his team and you realize why people hate him. Um, I, I, because I would I would love to play for Pep. That would be great. I don't know why anybody would want to play for Jose. Well, I think I don't know if he'd be like that in the locker room. Maybe he's just like that in the media. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's totally different. That maybe, would be, see that would be yeah. the interesting part. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the it's a very very well done series. Yeah, the uh, Dallas Cowboys version, a little different. The take on you know when you watch Jason Garrett behind the scenes, it's a little different. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Jason Garrett is, whatever. But I watch it. I'm a big Cowboys fan, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I want to play for that guy. <laughs> Haji Wright, that's the other U.S. player who went with Weston McKinney. Oh, okay. Twenty year old Haji Wright. Uh, he's on loan somewhere. He's on their reserve, so we okay. won't see him. I doubt. The other groups: Group A, Atletico Madrid, uh, Borussia Dortmund, Monaco, and Club Bruges. So that one's pretty straightforward. Pulisic, Prob- probably. Um, the uh, and then Group G: Real Madrid, Roma, Shishka Moscow, and Victoria Polzin. Um, and then Bayern, Benfica, Ajax, and AEK Athens make up another group. So 
a couple intriguing groups and then mostly straightforward groups, but definitely the big story Juventus Manchester United will be a, yeah. a fascinating matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, although Juventus often plays very defensive and Manchester United often plays very defensive. So it might just be nil, nil, both nil, times. nil. It'll be super boring <laughs> because they'll both just try to beat young boys like seven. <laughs> oh, so again, we might be building it up and it's nothing. So we'll just take a peek at the, um, premier league table. And, uh, I guess I can't say who's at the top of the premier league table. You can say I'll be accused it's early. of bias. No, it's just, early. You can I can't say it. read the name of the team at the you top. Can. It is Liverpool. Liverpool's Liverpool at the top with a, just because of goal differential at seven, uh, Tottenham with goal differential of six, and then Chelsea and Watford tied with a goal differential of five. You got, you've got one of these teams every year. Yeah, these, there's always a team. Yeah, you know the teams that either just got promoted or a team that you know is probably going to finish in that ten to fifteen range. I would, I would give Tottenham. I mean, Watford a little bit more credit because they finished, I think, about seven last year. Did they? They have a pretty good team now. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to be Leicester. Like Leicester was a couple years ago, where they won the title, but it's not a fluke. They're a good team. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they. But hung they're not around. a top four team. No, I wouldn't be surprised if they hung around and got a Europa League spot by the end of the season. They're, they're pretty good, and they they were, I think, about seven or eight last year. So they're they're good. I don't think they're going to challenge much longer. I mean, Manchester City is only they they drew last week against Wolves, who. That is a team that we should probably talk about a little bit. Wolves just got promoted, and they have invested a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically rescued by their keeper, Rui Patricio, who's one of those guys who was released by Sporting uh, because Sporting's fans attacked their own players, and Sporting released all of their players or allowed them all to leave, and they had a bunch of talented players. So Wolves snatched up their keeper, who's very, very good, and made a bunch of amazing saves and got them a draw. So Wolves is a team that was newly promoted, and they may finish, you know, top half of the table. They uh-huh. have a bunch of really good players. Uh, so you know, we all fully expect Manchester City to finish one or two. Yeah. Um. So that one draw, it may not mean anything. You got to think the other big clubs are going to start moving up too. Yeah. Arsenal. Of Arsenal. They started off. What are they? Manchester City. Manchester and City, then and then Chelsea. Chelsea. You know. That's tough. And then and West Ham. A, and then they have a new manager. So yeah. Who banned? Who banned fr- fruity drinks. So I mean, <laughs> they, clearly they're, they're on their way lot. up. <laughs> they're dealing with a ton, you know, no fruity drinks. Mesut Ozil fall out from the World yeah, Cup. No fruity drinks. It's tough for them. Yeah. It's, it's tough. So yeah, I think Arsenal this year might not be the year for them necessarily, but next year might be, you know, it'll take them a little bit. If, if Unai Emery is the guy, mm-hmm. we'll start seeing the fruits of that maybe later in the season. Um, uh, let's see. Bournemouth shows up a little high in the table. That's, that's fairly impressive. The teams that are looking already just awful. Huddersfield looks horrific. <laughs> And they just lost 2-0 to Stoke in like the Carabao Cup or something uh-huh. and scored an epic own goal from like almost the half. Line. Oh, I saw that. I didn't know that was I didn't realize yes, that was them. They okay. Are yes. Looking, I just saw that I just saw the clip scrolling through Twitter. They're just right. looking awful. And then West Ham doesn't have a point yet. But I, they have Chicharito. I've got to think. And I his mean, crazy blonde hair. I now. mean, West Ham has got to be better than that, right? I mean, they did play they played Liverpool in the first game. And then you said they played Arsenal as well. They played Arsenal. In the so maybe they just have had a bad schedule. 
but they've got Arnautovic, they've got the Felipe Anderson guy, they've got the great Chicharito. He's got like grayish blonde hair yeah, now. It's a bad look. It's West a bad Ham, look. They, there's no way West Ham gets relegated, right? I don't know. I, I mean, they're a big s- club, but... That would be so bad. But Huddersfield looks like... They just look so awful right now. Um, so, obviously, ton of the season left. Manchester United also looks terrible. They only have one win looks one like. win one win and a draw and a loss the 3-0 loss at old trafford three which is terrible three and then we had the epic press conference that brian wants to reenact three he just kept saying three he says, respect you know, he respect. says you know what else was three he says <laughs> so wonderful three premier premier league titles he said that's more than all the other managers in the premier league combined <laughs> respect <laughs> On Twitter, someone said that they he's been waiting for Wenger to retire to, or to, to quit or get fired so he could use that line. Um, look, I generally despise the overly cocky, overly confident human just in general in life. But guys like Mourinho and Zlatan, they're so over-the-top arrogant that it's really entertaining. See, I draw a line between those two because... I think Zlatan says these things and then he like laughs internally or he walks around a corner and is like, isn't that funny that I just said that? And I think Mourinho walks around the corner and like berates somebody. <laughs> he's still yelling like, down the hall not, about three. Yeah, he's like, they're not respecting me. I've won three Premier League titles. They're, go tell them how many Premier League titles I've won. And Zlatan's walking around the corner like, isn't that funny? I just said yeah. I'm a god. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else can we do that's funny? How can I make money off of this? And Mourinho is like, they're not respecting me. Like, <laughs> I think there's a difference. Like, I think that one is uh, not that I, th- I think Zlatan is extremely arrogant, mm-hmm. but he's in on the joke a little bit. I think Mourinho is not in on the joke. So I, th- but maybe, maybe, but I still like both of them. I, 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 I think you like Mourinho because he got you those Premier League titles. Well, yeah, but then he left and then came back and then the, the wheels flew off again. And it's it, every third it, year. It That's is. That's what the three stands for. Yeah, it is. But he's, he's so entertaining. I think so. So if it does fall apart and if he does get fired this year, mm-hmm. he got the dreaded uh, backing of the board, the vote of confidence, the vote of confidence from the board and the uh, ownership group. If he does get fired, does he come back to the Premier League ever again? I don't know. Who would he come back for? Because he would never. Liverpool would never hire him. Chelsea would Chelsea hire him again? No, I don't think Chelsea so. would never. Not, hire him not again. unless Abramovich sold. Never under Abramovich. Um, Arsenal would never hire him. Uh, I would have said Man United would never hire him. I wouldn't have said that. I would I would have thought eh. there were some years there he and Sir Alex got into it. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I guess I'll never I guess I wouldn't say never. Heck, Chelsea hired freaking what's his name? The old Rafa Liverpool. Benitez. Yes, Rafa Benitez. Yes. Don't never say never. Liverpool would never hire Mourinho. Uh, no, they wouldn't. But I would say I don't know. I just I don't think that any of the big clubs would hire him anymore because they've seen it happen too many times. The the implosion three after three years. Okay, well get your but, title, get your two, get your title. Go yeah, fight through two years. But, but I think that there are there are smaller level clubs that would, but yeah. I don't think that he would take that no, job. I think he not. will go to Italy again. 
Spain? See, I don't know about Spain again because I don't know that he wants to deal with that media again. That media is pretty crazy again. MLS? I see that's see this New is York, the, LA. The, no, no, no. Here's the thing though. He's, Miami. He's mentioned before in the past that the US men's national team job. Oh, that'd be so great. He's mentioned that <laughs> and we still have not hired anybody. Yeah. That job's still open. And if he gets fired in the next month and we still haven't hired anybody for that job yeah but you know what even as a Mourinho fan do you want to watch that style of I don't play? want no no no, no no I know I know but I mean, okay you can't argue with his accomplishments in world club football but listen I, you, I you want to see the U.S. park the bus against freaking Honduras and Guatemala no. and El Salvador and just really really he has a tendency to be really boring. No, his teams I, have a tendency I, to be really boring. No, listen, I don't want that. But if he does get fired and he comes to uh, Sunil Gulati Jr., whoever the heck is the president of the U.S. M&T now, it's somebody else. Gulati. Gulati yeah. Jr. Um, no, no, no. He 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 got. He no, I know, but down. it's the guy. Who, yeah, whoever. Yes, Gulati Jr. Like, yeah, you're it, not his son. <laughs> it's just another version of the same guy. Yes. Okay, I follow um, now. If he comes in and is like, I would like to be president, or I would like to be the coach, it would be very difficult to turn that pedigree down. There's not another coach that you're considering with that pedigree. Now, I'm not saying take it. I don't want them to take to hire him. But there is definitely an idea of like, are we really in a position to turn down a coach who's won, what, three Champions Leagues? I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm trying to draw a comparison here. Are, are we going to get sucked in by the name again? Again, he's not Klinsman. Klinsman was the great player, not necessarily the proven coach. Well, um, I mean, he had taken Germany what to the yeah, semifinals? but there was always talk that that was really um, love. Love who really did it, right? Was, no, was I understand. His assistant who really was, but it, but it, it would be a, it would be a similar type deal. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to. Uh, that's why I paused for so long. Could the U.S. like you said? Could they? Could they just not help themselves? It'd be like to bring it back to the Cowboys and Jerry did help himself when when Manziel fell to him. Yeah, and the draft's like, oh, Jerry's. I thought there's no way that Jerry's going to be able to pass. Well, he up wanted on, him. I know. On it would Manziel. be the same exact. It thing. would be the same thing. Like, oh, how do we turn down Mourinho? We can't turn down Mourinho, Mourinho, Mourinho. And they'd probably hire him, and it would probably. Right. Be massive failure. Right. And and I think that I think it would be because you have a guy that like can't last more than three years anywhere and you need to hire a coach that's like willing to build and a you know, that has an idea in mind, a, a ten year plan in mind, that kind of thing. Again, I don't, I don't think, think Mourinho also has the patience for right. ten years with any club, let alone the United States no. national team. And he's never coached a national team. I don't think it's gonna happen. I just know that he's talked about it before and that we still don't have a coach and that he could get fired the next month. And that the stars might align for the first time ever. And, and you're going to have your Mourinho U.S. men's crazier, national team scarf. I'm just saying, crazier things have happened. And uh, it would just be an interesting hypothetical. Anyway, moving on to U.S. men's national team. Or actually, do we have anything else to discuss before we get into No, I think this was a perfect segue so to... Let's segue. The great Clint Dempsey has retired completely from soccer quietly. He has. 35 years old. 35 years old. He made his debut in 2004. He's from Nacogdoches, Texas. He is. Texas, near my hometown of Tyler. 
He retires as the joint top scorer in United States men's national team history with mm-hmm. 57 goals. He played, started his career in 2004 with the New England Revolution, moved to Fulham in England in 2007, played there for five years, scored 50 goals, moved to Tottenham in uh, 2012, only played there for one year, scored seven goals in 29 appearances, then moved to Seattle Sounders, Played there for five years, um, 115 appearances, 47 goals, and then um, has retired in the middle of the season. I don't know. Was he injured like most I recently? Don't. I haven't <laughs> figured out what the de- Our reasoning. Peruvian friends say a Peruvian international has taken his spot with the Sounders, <laughs> so that is why he's retired. That's what Paul, our Peruvian friend from lunch, has informed me of today, that that was the driving force. You know what? I did see Dempsey's last game in Dallas where he was sent off um, oh, yeah. very early in the match. So he, uh, at least from a local FC Dallas perspective, he did not uh, go out with a bang. Yeah. So anyway, the discussion is, and this is my declaration, and I'm not alone in making this declaration, that he is the greatest player in American history for several different reasons. And you balked at that discussion or that declaration so I will lay out my reasonings for that, and I would like to hear your reasonings. I think there's there's three players that you could argue are the three greatest players. Dempsey, Landon Donovan, Tim Howard. Um, Dempsey and Donovan are the two tied for the, the most goals in U.S. men's history, mm-hmm. 57. Howard, obviously the greatest keeper in, in U.S. history. Uh, saved them in so many games. Um, play, played at Everton for a long time. Was a great keeper there. Had a, had great success in Europe. I think for me, having success in the top league in the world mm-hmm. is a huge deal. And the reason, probably the number one reason, I put Dempsey over Donovan because Donovan tried multiple times in Europe and never had success. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dempsey played in, at Fulham for five years and scored fifty goals. Um, that's a good return, um, and had a big money move to Tottenham that didn't really work out, but is the record signing for an American. So he is the biggest signing in America. Like until Pulisic goes. No, no, listen, let's, let's cut Pulisic out of the whole discussion because I think that this whole discussion will change. We all plan on saying Christian Pulisic is the greatest player in American history, but it's early. Hopefully five years from now we'll say, oh, he's already the greatest player. That's the plan. Maybe by next year he will be the biggest signing in American history by tenfold. And he's the most talented player, all that. But right now, the discussion is Dempsey Donovan. Yeah, yeah Pulisic is for sure going to He's not to be, in the discussion right unless now. Unless he gets hurt. Yeah. But he, yeah, Pulisic, the success he's already had at Dortmund is better than Dempsey's had because Dortmund's a better team. Yeah. And he's playing in the Champions League. There's all that to be said. But Dempsey, what Dempsey did at Fulham, going to Tottenham, I mean, I mean, Dempsey actually went to Liverpool, and that deal fell apart for some reason. Something really weird happened, and then like the last minute went to Tottenham. Um, but it, the Tottenham Liverpool at the time, and even now, are like even like they're just as big of uh, clubs mm-hmm. in, in that sense. They were. I don't know if Tottenham was in the Champions League or not, but anyway, all that to say, and he uh, scored in three different World Cups. Should have been in the freaking in four World Cups, 
but if not for the disaster in Trinidad, mm-hmm. which I fully blame on Bruce Arena for not starting Clint Dempsey in that game. He did not start him. He put him in in like the 60-something minute. We'll get into that later. So th- those are all the reasons I would say Clint is the greatest player of all time uh, when it comes to American-born players. You say, who do you say? Donovan? I think it's Donovan. I think Donovan, there, look, there's no doubt that Dempsey is a great player. Um, yes, he had more success in England. Um, even when Donovan went to Germany, it didn't go well early in his career. Um, as you mentioned, Dempsey with 57 goals tied with uh, Landon Donovan for the U.S. men's national team all-time uh, lead. And you know what? He did it in 16 fewer games. So credit to him there. Where I think Donovan sets himself apart was that, now they didn't keep this statistic um, before the 70s, I believe, but Donovan added 58 assists, whereas Dempsey only had 21. Right. So if we're going hockey style and we're going total points for the U.S. men's national team, you've got 115 for Donovan and 78 for Dempsey. So I don't know. Dempsey... With all that success in England, when he came back, he always used to just rub me the wrong way, just with his attitude, and he was so cocky with his stepovers, and he'd get bumped, and he'd fall on the ground and throw his arms up. So I'll admit that I have a little, I don't know if bias is the right word, but there's a little, you know, negativity in my mind towards the way he carried himself on yeah, the field. Yeah, he definitely had, a, he had an attitude. Um, but I think that there was part of that that the U.S. needed because, I mean, a lot of times we'd go into these CONCACAF countries and they would just think, okay, we can we can push these guys around. Mm-hmm. We can just bully these American players. And he wouldn't take it. No. You know, he was a guy that would get into these scrums and, and he would play in a style that, you know, the teams that we were playing didn't like playing against Clint Dempsey. Yeah. And you knew that they didn't like playing against Clint Dempsey. Now, if uh, I was a huge FC Dallas fan, which I am, <laughs> and they were playing the Sounders, I wouldn't really want my team. Like, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I want to. I, into, you know I want I to like Clint Dempsey. He's relatively local, like you said. Nacogdoches is not very far from here, where we are. Um, he played his youth club ball here for the Dallas Texans, so he's a local kid. Local yeah. kid d- makes good. Like, I really want to like him. And I cheered. He scored a lot of big goals for the U.S., and I cheered every time he scored right. a goal for us. Um, but I don't know, man. Just, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, he was a great goal scorer. I think Donovan was a better overall player and, and, I think, and leader. I think the the argument for the assist thing that you were saying, um, I was reading, like, for the U.S., he played striker. For the Sounders, for Fulham, he often played the kind of attacking midfielder, second mm-hmm. striker, more of the provider role. Uh, but for the U.S., he often played more of the striker role, less of the provider role. Okay. So, Fair. I mean, yeah. But uh, but but the argument for Donovan that, that you could use is he had more of the moments. You remember the Donovan goal. I mean, that we yeah. use in the intro to this podcast. Dempsey's there. Dempsey puts it off the goalie. Donovan scores it. I mean, they're both there. They're both uh, integral to that goal. Mm-hmm. That goal doesn't happen without Dempsey being there first, 
putting it off the you know goalie. The goalie makes a save and Donovan follows it up. Donovan was on the team that that um, goes to the quarterfinals in 2002. Dempsey was a little too young for that. Yeah. So I mean, but Dempsey, you know, scores the goal on the horrible Rob Green error in yes. 2010. <laughs> so they all have their moments. Donovan probably has the maybe the biggest moments because he was on the quarterfinal team and he scores the big the big World Cup goal. goal. Um, both were on the 09 Confederations Cup runner-up, right? Yeah. They both would have had to play on that team. Yeah, so. um, you know, somebody we're not t- in, in his career has got to be pretty close to being over no, i mean i don't want to say he josie out the door he has got 41 goals and 110 caps so his goals per game is actually better than donovan's slightly better very slightly better so if he plays 157 games he's on pace to score 58 goals in his yeah. career but he, that means he has to get another 40 caps which I don't know if that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and Josie will never ever reach the level of these guys. No. Josie's Josie's been more of a disappointment and, and more of a, a talent, like a wasted talent. It feels like than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Now I think Josie is so what are we, polarizing. Mm-hmm. He's never he he's never been as bad as people say he is, and he's never been as good as everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. He's a he's a good player. Who can do a lot of good things, but he's n- he's never been as good as we thought he was going to be when he was nineteen yeah. or whatever age he was when we first discovered him. We're like, oh my gosh, look how big and strong and fast this guy is! Mm-hmm. Look at the power he generates on his shots. Like he's going to be amazing, and he's been good. But you know, the hamstring pull in the twenty fourteen World Cup when he was probably at his peak, yeah, that's really probably the most sort of tragic part of his career. Was like that was the World Cup where he was going to be the guy and he couldn't play. Yeah. So that that that's that hurts him the most. I don't think he'll never be Dempsey or Donovan. Now, other guys that you could throw in there from kind of eras before, Brian McBride was a really great player for a long time and had a lot of success at Fulham, so much so that there's a bar at Craven Cottage named after him, <laughs> um, which is pretty awesome. They loved him there. He won't he won't factor into the uh, greatest American of all time. But Eric Winalda, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, McBride scored thirty goals in ninety five appearances, so mm-hmm. he was good. But but he doesn't reach the next level. Winalda scored thirty four in one hundred and six. Yeah. So he, again, these guys were good, but they weren't great. People throw out Alexi Lawless. I looked up Alexi Lawless. I made the claim before the show. Hey, Alexi Lawless is only considered great because he's a commentator. Yeah, I, th- I actually stand by that claim after looking this up. He played in one World Cup. He made the roster for the okay, ninety eight World but Cup. But wasn't he the first American to play in Italy? Italy, in Serie A? yeah, yeah. And that's and again. I don't want to discount that. He, I'm not saying he wasn't good. And in doing these things when he did them in the early nineties, that's really important and good. And it's very again important for the early era of soccer and. That's all great, but he's he. You cannot consider that a guy who played in one World Cup, the greatest of all time. He and he made the '98 World Cup roster and didn't play a game. I don't. It doesn't look like that was even for injury. He just yeah. So again, he's great, but he's not Donovan. He's not Dempsey. Um, I think those guys are just so far ahead. And then hopefully, again, like we mentioned, Pulisic. Hopefully, in 15 years, 
we're talking about Pulisic and some of these other guys in yeah. a totally different league than even Dempsey and Donovan. So when we talk about... And Dem- hopefully we're not talking about Pulisic like we're talking about Altador. Right. Exactly. Hopefully we're talking about Dempsey and Donovan where we say Dempsey and Donovan are up here and Brian McBride and Eric Winalda are this level where we go. They were really good for their time period and then came Dempsey and Donovan who took it to this level. Yeah. Hopefully Pulisic takes it to the, even higher and maybe it's a uh, Josh Sargent or yeah. Weston McKinney or some of these other guys that are up in that level as well. I yeah. Don't, I don't know. I, I have no clue. Um, Pulisic seems like the only guy that's that upper upper echelon but there's got to be some other guys as well yeah you know hopefully Dempsey isn't the greatest player that's ever been born in America uh, but he seems like it for now and to back up my claim both ESPN FC and Fox Sports also you're just reading that from Wikipedia because I read that today and showed that to our Peruvian friends who scoffed at that as well well, I mean, they're you, both Team Donovan as are, well. Okay, Donovan, Donovan, I, I've never understood this. How is he? He failed at Everton twice. He didn't fail the second time. They loved him the second time. You can love him, but he scored zero goals. Okay, well, there, he does a lot of other things that don't show up in the stat sheet. In don't show seven appearances. Okay, but they loved him. Okay, but that doesn't make sense. Do you want to do a little Dempsey hobby talk real quick? Yeah, because I want to collect all of his stuff. Because all right, let's talk boy. about Clint Dempsey, arguably the greatest I don't think U.S. It's born. I think I won the argument. Okay, you won the you won the argument. I will I will concede defeat. Um, he's got nine hundred and thirty three cards for you to start collecting, Scott. Um, the total value of all his cards that we price in the database is about seventy one hundred dollars, with an average value of seven dollars and sixty one cents. So not super expensive. Now, he's got a lot of one-of-ones and stuff we don't price that would be expensive. Um, he's got 235 autograph cards, and those will run you on average between $25 and $60. Um, he's got 273 game-used memorabilia cards, so jersey, shorts, shirts, cleats, whatever. Um, those will run you between $10 and $25. So he's not... he. You know, we have... Common players, semi-star players, unlisted star players, and then listed players, meaning we list them in the price guide when we go to print. Um, Dempsey is a listed player right on the border, um, right on the borderline of being kind of an unlisted star, kind of one of the guys who's on the borderline of not being listed but is listed. Right now he's on the side of being listed. Um, He was much more popular probably... 2014, 2010, 14 era, um, when he was going to, to Tottenham, when there was talk of him going to Liverpool, when he was having success in, in England, he was a much more popular player as he's gotten older. And this is the case with a lot of players in a lot of different sports, but as he's gotten older, he's, you know, his popularity has waned a bit. Um, his first card, his rookie card, if you will, 2005 upper deck MLS, it's a $5 card. You can find it on the Beckett Marketplace. Actually, there are no copies available right now, but you could get them for two, three, four dollars a piece uh, from from card dealers. His first U.S. men's national team uh, card was the actually it's the 2006 World Cup sticker. So that was the first time he appeared um, on a trading card um, or sticker in a U.S. men's national team jersey. So go out there, Scott, and start collecting your 933. Dempsey cards every week. We're going to get an update from you on how many you've added to the collection. 
and um, you know we'll, we'll go from there. All right, I'll spend. I only have to spend seventy one hundred dollars total. Well, that's the ones we price. Right. So, well, he's the only uh, U.S. men's player, or yeah, he's the only U.S. player who scored in that World Cup, the two thousand six World Cup. Is he? Because we did not do well that World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Things did not go well, but he's they the only one who scored. They did not go well. Yeah. So, uh, greatest of all time, you can get all his stuff. Hey, why don't you let cheap. us know what you think in our little yes. comments here? Tell us uh, on Facebook. We need to and hear Twitter. from Bilbosi Bilbas. Yes. Dempsey, Donovan, or is it someone else? Is it Pulisic already? Is it Tony Miola? Is it Tony Miola, as Jeremy Murray, vice president of grading, will have you believe? Is it Demarcus Beasley? Who's still on the team? Still on the team, and I fully expect to be on the 22 roster for for the World Cup. Brian claims he was on the 1950 (laughs) roster that beat England 1-0. Prove me wrong. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the team that beat England, you know, back in the day. What about those players? See, we're we're well, you know, some will have Scott and I are relatively young. Scott is much younger than me, but we get I'm 12 years old. We <laughs> we get a hard time that people some of the older generation here at Beckett think that we think that baseball only started with guys like Derek, Derek Jeter, Jeter or Don Mattingly and that baseball didn't exist before 1980, which is clearly not true. But maybe we're showing a little bit of this by not talking about Joe Max Moore and Bruce Murray, stars of the Kobe 80s. Kobe Jones. Kobe Jones. I mean, he was in the 90s, but yeah. Yeah, mo- most caps in, in uh, U.S. Men's National Team history. Yeah, I mean, th- these are good players, but we're talking about the greatest. We're just looking at goals. We're so... We're, oh, we only care about goals. We don't care about how the ball got to this guy. <laughs> no, just goals. We don't care about the defensive. We just want to see the slam dunks. Who's Kyle, the home run? We can talk about Kyle Beckerman. Yes. Or, no, he's got yeah. one goal for the men's national team. He has one? Yes, he does. I, I saw that. that. Yes, he does. We didn't talk about the, you know, Dax... Dax McCarty. McCarty, yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's all kinds of other guys we could have brought up, but... We'll let you bring him up in the comments. You bring him up in the comments, and I'll shut you down because... It's Clint Dipsy, greatest of all time. He's going to be fishing all day, every day on and the rapping. lakes of East Texas. Does he have any fishing cards? He does not have fishing cards, but he I, does he have any new rap albums coming out? Didn't no. he put one out? Yeah, yeah, Deuce. Deuce. Yeah, well, deuces, deuce and deuces to all the Bilbos e Bilbas. Like and subscribe. We'll see you or talk to you next week on Bend It Like Beckett. Cut that boy!